What is up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Decode Podcast. I am your host, Omega Zed, a.k.a. Ken Cardez, editor-in-chief of the Decode written content portion available over at our website, digitalerentertainment.com. I'm, of course, joined by the disembodied head and floating, occasional floating hand, Gino, owner uh, and operator of the Waypoint Cafe here at 65 Ludlow Street, which we bring to you this Wonderful show to you live. Uh, before we get into the show, uh, I know that we don't tend to uh, focus too much on politics, but not much. But I just wanted to make a small and quick statement uh, to the situation going on in uh, Ukraine. Uh, this is just a personal statement from me. This does not reflect the thoughts of Digital Air Entertainment. But I just want to say that uh, our thoughts and prayers are with the people of Ukraine. Uh, for those of you who don't know, Ukraine has a lot of... Uh, Game studios over there, namely the creators of Stalker, as well as uh, a lot of people who, Crisis. Work, who work in the um, preservation category. Yes, that too. So if you ever bought um, an EverDrive uh, GBA cart, there too. Uh, but we, we definitely share our sympathies and send our our fondest prayers to the people of Ukraine. Um, as a gamer, you know, I tend to keep an eye on a lot of these things because. You know, they don't just affect us politically, but they also affect us on the things that we enjoy on a day-to-day basis. Um, so just wanted to make that quick statement uh, before we get into our silly little show about video games as we talk about random different things that have happened in the world of gaming and esports. Uh, so before we get into the show, let's catch everybody up with what we've been playing over this past week. A lot of games have been coming out. What have you been playing, Gino? Lots of Tekken. That is random. Why are you picking up Tekken again? Um, well, because I saw the Street Fighter announcement. And then I was like, huh. Okay, but I saw seeing how wide Ryu was, the first thing I thought I was like, I don't know why, but I thought of playing Tekken again. <laughs> okay. So I was like, I want to play that Akuma specifically. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that's why I've been playing Tekken again. <laughs> Yeah, so after the, um, I forget, what was the Capcom tournament? That was this past uh, the Capcom Pro Tour, actually. So it after the, the Pro Tour. At the end of the Pro Tour, at the Capcom Pro Tour, they showed a teaser trailer announcing the reveal of Street Fighter Six. It was a in-engine CGI thing of Ryu and the new character Luke. Uh, Ryu looking super, super buff with his beard. This time wearing sandals. I thought that was weird. He stole Akuma's sandals. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so they announced that Street Fighter 6 is in development. It was basically an announcement of an announcement. The thing is, I feel like Capcom was... Because that looked very not ready. It, was a, be it was a CGI teaser. No, 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 no. I really do believe that Capcom was not ready nor willing to make this announcement. I feel like the community put them on the spot. You think so? I really feel like the community put them on the spot. I don't know how they did it. I didn't really because follow. the community has been has been begging since the beginning of the Capcom tour, being like, "Oh, they're gonna announce Street Fighter Six this Evo, this Evo, this Evo," and that has been the main talking point for Capcom for the past like two to three months. And I'm pretty sure Capcom's like, we haven't even thought about making even an announcement this six. 
Well, so the announcement tell by that logo. The announcement was very specific that Street Fighter Six is now in development. Yeah. So it basically was the equivalent of an announcement to an announcement. announcement. Yeah. We're probably not going to see Street Fighter Six for like another two years, three. Exactly. Maybe. That, that's what I'm. That's what I'm saying. I'm like, this felt way too early. And I feel like Capcom had to say this, so it's like, yes, we're working on it. Leave us alone. <laughs> yeah. Go enjoy King of Fighters 15. Like, there are other things you guys could be playing. <laughs> like King of Fighters 15, which, by the way, I've been playing. A lot of good. <laughs> a lot of good. A lot of good. <laughs> Anything else besides Tekken, or is that all you've been binging on? Uh, lightly playing Destiny 2, but I feel so lost. <laughs> <laughs> so there's a four-hour low video on YouTube if you want to catch up on everything. God. I too have been enjoying the Destiny 2. We, uh, I streamed the as much of the campaign as possible uh, this past Tuesday. Played the rest of it off stream because it was just too much to do. Uh, beat the main storyline. I'm now on like the post game stuff in Destiny 2. Uh, so Destiny 2, Witch Queen, very good. Nice time to come back to Destiny if you've been kind of off the, on the fence on whether or not you want to get into it or not. Uh, they do a good job of like really catching you up and getting you into speed of things with all things destiny uh my copy of elden ring came in yesterday lucky so i was happy about that i am not happy about the lack of sleep i am currently feeling elden ring is really really pretty there's a lot of poison swamps right here yeah the, the poison swamps are there like right smack in the beginning like when you first start and spawn into the world it's like, I'm going to run along. Wait, what is that on the ground? I'm not going to touch that because I don't want to die this early in the game. Uh, I did a lot of exploring. Uh, I fought two bosses in the like the actual open world. They were pretty hard. I didn't die, though. Then I found like a dungeonish area. And I guess maybe it was one of those areas that's like, oh, you're not ready for this. It's like the first three enemies in that dungeon. Whacked you. Whacked me into like the next dimension. And then I turned the game off because I had to go to work. How long did you spend in uh, character creation? I'm probably going to redo it just because like I didn't care. I was just like, I, I put like hair on a guy, gave him some muscles. I did the vagabond because I was like, oh, it looks cool. I might do like a, a warrior class or something. A soft lock on certain areas because poison? No, there's just poison swamps in the world. Like, they're no, just there. They're just there. They're just there. You can pretty much go poison. anywhere. You can run everywhere in that game. I don't recommend you do so because there are definitely some areas where the enemies are tougher. But the cool thing about Elden Ring is it's open world. So, like, if you get into an area that's too tough, you just go somewhere else. Or you find the uh, speedrun strat and just burn through the enemies. I can't wait till like that stuff comes out like once the community figures out like yo you can beeline it straight to the final boss and then we get another Breath of the Wild Wild situation in Elden Ring. I mean do you (laughs) have the same physics as Breath of the Wild? Like you don't have a a, a, a soft lock. The only reason why that allowed was because they literally gave us a soft lock on momentum for like a few seconds. Yeah. So like you don't even get your horse in the beginning. You gotta unlock your horse. Did you know that, that there's a, uh, a tutorial area like that teaches you how to make fire? Breath of the Wild. Is there? Yeah. Instead of going right when you leave the cave, you go left and go down for a little bit. 
campfire with Clint. Yeah. I don't know. I just ran. They were like, "Yeah, temples are here," and I'm like, "Okay, run." Yeah. Well, the shrines. That was like just the- that was just discovered actually, like about two weeks ago. It's like, hey, there's a tutorial on this game. You guys have ignored it for years. <laughs> How long have we ignored this? Uh, the Switch is now five years old. So five years. So five years. <laughs> In the five years, the rest of the while has there's been a out. Fire tutorial that no one knew about until now. I mean, there was the glider thing. Like, yeah, you can glide here. <laughs> Four Shrine, Stamina, Ganon. Now, yeah. To this day, I still have not beaten Breath of the Wild legitimately. To this day, I think Breath of the Wild is the only Zelda game I've never won 100%. I think I've done like one actual like temple, temple boss guy. Yeah. And then I'm just like, ah, uh, speed one strat, Ganon. Ganon. <laughs> I just... I don't think that. Yeah, no. Breath of the Wild is the only uh, Zelda game I haven't one hundred percented. I don't know. I think the only Zelda game I've ever one hundred percented was Link to the Past. The first one was Majora's Mask. Yeah, I know. I definitely didn't one hundred percent Ocarina or Wind Waker, or not even like Skyward Sword. I I I beat it and I never played it again. Uh, yeah. Like, I want to do, like, the full Breath of the Wild experience. Yeah. Like, I want to find all those Kokoro seeds and be disappointed. See, that that's <laughs> that's the thing that I haven't done. I think I only have, like, 600 of those. There's, like, 900 of them. There's also a lot of, like, secret dungeons. I use that yeah. term loosely in Breath of the Wild. They're just, like, caves that you can explore. and there's they caves, have to- there's mazes, there's the thing with the whale. Yeah, there's the bout, there's the windfish, the, the and then there's the fights with the dragons. You could the optional boss dragons that yeah. you can fight, which are supposedly like the real final bosses of the game. I don't know. Well, because uh, each dragon is supposed to represent each of the goddesses. Yeah, but they give you something when you, when you beat them. Yeah. yeah. But it's funny that we were mentioning Breath of the Wild and Elden Ring in the same vein. Um. Like I said, I've only been a few hours into the game, but I think this is definitely like this is the the open world game to play. It's, it's getting it's one of the most highest reviewed games in gaming history. Uh, the average Metacritic score thing right now is at 97. Yeah, which is insane when you think one about it. that. I don't like is everyone's like, oh, my God, it's so much better than Witcher 3. I'm just like, that's a completely different game. It's a completely different game. First off, secondly. Talk about two things that are like, it's like, but is it better than Witcher 3? I'm like, why is Witcher 3 being held the, the hallmark of? Because whenever people see open world games, they just think of all the open world games. Like, people are like, oh, so it's like Assassin's Creed. Oh, Creed's not an open world game. Yes, it is. It's a hub world game. <laughs> it eventually opens up. <laughs> but you still require, it's, it's actually a 3D platformer if you really want to think about it. It's a collectathon game. It, it's a collectathon, and the areas gradually open up as you collect more stuff and complete missions. Assassin's Creed sucks. I hate that series so much. I never want to see those games again. Did I get that off my chest? No, because we're going to get another one next year. Oh, we probably are. You know it's not coming out? In, well, I don't know. I think this year there is a new one. But in 2023, Activision has said that they're not doing a Call of Duty game. Which means that this year's Modern Warfare release and Warzone 2 are dropping this year. 
They're going to support those games for a full two years. Yay. Good. People really care about that? No. Sell his hand over fist. I don't know why. Same thing. Gun, go shoot a guy. I mean, stroke the American ego a bit. Yeah, because, you know, every game needs to sell Call of Duty numbers, right? Right, Square Enix? Is, is Call of Duty actually <laughs> the best-selling game of all time? No. But Call of Duty tend to be high-volume sellers across all its platforms. So that's what a lot of companies look at and get... How much of that, though, is, like, like entertainment venues just buying multiple keys? Who knows? I really want to... Like, I want to know the actual breakdown. How many of those are, like, colleges buying multiple <laughs> keys for no reason at all? Because my college had Call of Duty installed on all the library computers. That's a lot of like as a thing, and I'm just like that's a lot of keys. Why? You know how many students go to colleges? A lot. (laughs) (laughs) But it's funny that you mentioned the sales because if there's one company that looks at sales and doesn't pay attention to it too much, uh, it's definitely Square Enix, who's like, of course, it's the last one. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So Square Enix is apparently uh, disappointed in Guardian of the Galaxy sales. Even though Guardians of the Galaxy actually has sold pretty well since it's a so holiday-ish release. Apparently, like, this is a trend, apparently, because this is the same studio that they canceled the third um, Deus Ex game because the second one didn't sell well enough, even though it sold pretty all right. And I don't know, man. A couple hundred thousand copies in the first week. It's pretty good to me. Yeah. And this is also the same company that said the best-selling Tomb Raider of all time, which I think was about 10 million copies. Something like that, yeah. Wasn't good enough? Because their expectation was Call of Duty numbers. They don't make Call of Duty. No, they don't. But apparently... Like, the game that they should be mad at is actually the Marvel's Avengers game. They should be mad at that game. Like, that's understandable. Like, even... um, I forgot the name of it now. Outriders? Outriders, while okay, it wasn't a great game. It sold well, though. It sold very well. They were like, this is going to be the next big franchise, and the gaming community in response was like, lol, nope. <laughs> but it sold well. It also got paid. returned very well on yeah. Steam. <laughs> but they don't want to talk about those no. numbers. No, I mean, it, it, Square Enix, I think, is just one of those companies that is just super impossible to please. Like, they're I not guess- happy with anything unless it sells, like, ridiculous. Ridiculous amounts of money. And we're talking Call of Duty slash Final Fantasy numbers because Final Fantasy will always sell Final no, Fantasy. No, that's not true, actually. I mean, Final Fantasy 14 sold very well. The seven remakes have also sold very well. Yes. 15 was the most returned game. Yeah, because nobody liked it. Uh, 13-3, Lightning's Return. What, what, what are you talking about? Did not sell well. Uh, I don't know. I've... There was only Final Fantasy 13. Where's where's three? <laughs> there's there's no sequels to that game. What do you don't 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 spread these lies? <laughs> this podcast is about the truth. There are no Final Fantasy spinoffs. I don't know what you're talking <laughs> oh about. Oh my god, hold on. None of those games exist. Dirge of Service, never heard of it. You know what's hilarious about Dirge of Service? A lot of people are replaying it now because of the, the because of remake. Final Fantasy 7. Yeah. And guess what? A lot of people are like, actually, this is a pretty like it's a good game it's not an amazing game that game is not even good that game is bad no no they're just like you know what no we get what they try to do it's good in the sense of like 
sees that get degrees good. Like that. No. <laughs> just just no. It's an average game. That's this, this is a very below average game. <laughs> you know what's better than it? Guardians of the Galaxy, which you should all play. Games like super discounted now. It's like $30. Dumb. And it's funny because like as it continues to sell because it keeps going on sale. They're still not pleased with the sales that it's doing even now while it's on sale, even though the current sales have put it almost I, as close to like what the original Tomb Raider sold. Yeah. Like the two, yeah. I think it was like 2008 Tomb Raider game. Yes, it was. the Yes. Yeah. I, I just don't, I don't understand where, what they're looking at. I like, think because they're looking at, um, oh, it made, it's made its budget back instantly. This game had basically no budget. <laughs> like I'm not gonna I'm not gonna front with you. The game had no budget. Um it, it's just again, I think the issue is they see Marvel, and I, specifically for this game, they see Marvel and they expect Marvel movie numbers. And I think that's gonna be an issue for a while. And this is where I have this fear of Disney doing all these things because they see Marvel movie numbers and then they release a game thinking that they're going to get that. Like you're not going to get the billions of dollars that Marvel movies make regardless of what, what you think that you have. Looking at, you're looking at the sales numbers. How much, how much the actual sales? Yeah. So, again, like, I don't know what Square Enix's plan is right now because everyone's just kind of like, what do you mean you're not happy with it? I mean, they did this with the Tomb Raider. They also said the same thing about um, the Hitman Absolution. When Hitman Absolution... Yeah, but... Meanwhile, that was one of the... At that time, it was one of the best-selling Hitman games at its time. And it was, like, so upsetting to IO Interactive when they did the episodic based version of Hitman that yeah. IO was like, we're going to pull out of our contract. We're going to take our game and we're going to do it ourselves. They did Hitman 2 under WB games. Yep. And then Hitman 3, they self-published. Just, it's just been terrible. It's just like, so a lot so, of people are thinking this is because Square Enix wants to sell itself. And it's like, who would they sell themselves to? Disney? So in October, when the game released, it had a slow start, but at the end of November, it had sold 1.5 million copies. Maybe they wanted that 1.5 million like the first day. And I'm like, like the first week, maybe? I don't know. Like if that's 1.5 million over the course of a couple of weeks on a game that had very little marketing because yeah. it had no marketing up until the game was coming out. I One. actually forgot the game was coming out. Uh, and then like people were still hesitant Two, about it off of the of Avengers. Mar yeah, the Marvel Avengers game. <laughs> so like, what is Square Enix looking at? What metrics are you... Are you? Do you want Nintendo numbers? Because if if you want Nintendo numbers, then go make your own console and put everything on that console. <laughs> so I just want it to be known that 1.5 million between October and November of 2021 is considered a disappointment in Square Enix's eyes. 
This is why I hate supporting this company sometimes. And it sucks because I love Final Fantasy. Like I bought remake. I was like, I didn't I didn't care. I bought remake. I bought Kingdom Hearts, the full collection. How much was the total? Uh, according to what I read, it was 1.5 million at the end of November 2021. Okay. So the opening week uh weekend for Final Fantasy VII remake. 3.5 million global units. That's Final Fantasy. I know. And if that's what they want, uh four months post-release. Amount to just to five million units. That's not a well, first off, that's not great, actually. If in four months you just get five million. Um, but versus this, which in two months had so steady and still is having steady sales. It's still seeing steady sales. Like I don't see anyone continuing continuously buying like seven remakes. Right. It just released and that's it. Done. Yeah. It's like you'll do the little scummy thing with like integrated version and everything, which mm-hmm. I still think is scummy. It was but, scummy. Um but I, it was on sale. So I it was it. on sale. <laughs> but at the same time, like uh I, I just don't get look, it. I have issues with the seven remake. But um <laughs> I have made them very obvious. I have issues with that game. And no more. Uh, <laughs> I mean, it's very Nomura. Yes. At the end, you're just like Nomura. <laughs> Alrighty, let's go down some more of this news. So, since we're gonna stay on Square Enix, uh, I mean, this might be a bit of news that fits more in line with our sister podcast, Dikai. But I'm gonna well, talk. No, this also makes no sense. That coming off the other news, because Near Automata is getting an anime. Yeah. So Nier Automata had its fifth anniversary live stream and they announced a anime uh, is going to be, they're going to do an anime adaptation of the Nier Automata game. It had like a small teaser trailer that had some key art for uh, the TV project announcement. Um, So yeah, I was like, okay. (laughs) The problem with this is, wait, this is where it doesn't make sense now. Nier Automata didn't sell well, according to Square Enix numbers. And yet here they are. It's like, yeah, you can do an anime. I'm conf- I'm, I'm genuinely confused. <laughs> Actually, for comparison's sake, let's look up near Automata's unit sold. Uh, first release. Uh, It took it five years to surpass 5.5 million units sold. Yeah, as of... Okay, so according to this... As of 2021. As of June 2021. So this is... I don't, I don't know why it doesn't go further. But as of June 2021, Near Automata has sold 6 million copies. The game came out in March 2018. So... Wait... In March 2018, it sold 2.5 million. When it released. When it released. And Guardians of the Galaxy was 1.5 million. 
I'm actually visibly confused now. Like, this makes no sense. It's because they're Japanese. No, that's racist. No. Because uh, no, <laughs> no, they're no. idiots, that's why. <laughs> no, I think I know what it is. No, I think I know what it is. No, I don't think it's corporate nonsense, actually. I think because Nero Automata was an in-house developed program and everything, where they don't have to split the royalties, I think this is just straight greed. So you think it's a money thing? I think it's straight a money thing. Because they, they, they probably have a number in their mind of how much they should be making. Mm-hmm. But because they have to split the profits with, say, for Marvel's case, with Disney. With Disney and Marvel, right. They're probably sitting here and like, well, it did so well enough because we didn't make enough money. That's, that makes sense that to me. That actually makes sense when you think about it. Especially when you think about licensed games as opposed to online license yeah. games. Yeah. And those are licensed games. Like, if you think about the games that they call disappointments. Tomb Raider, they technically they own the franchise. Well, they they own Crystal Dynamics, Dynamics. and Crystal Dynamics Mix owns Tomb Raider. Yes, so they probably still have to give a kickback to Crystal Dynamics. Yes, same with um Hitman at the time. Hitman, same with uh, I'm gonna keep forgetting his name. Computer game. Outriders. Outriders. Where they have to like, hey, people can fly. Yes, and they still apparently haven't. Oh yeah, I heard about that. <laughs> I, I was reading. They haven't gotten a royalty. I, I, I check literally, yet. I literally read about that this morning. <laughs> so the developers of Outriders have not gotten their royalty payment from still, Square Enix. Still, which goes to which goes to show. It's like, is this really them saying, "Oh, it didn't meet the numbers that we're not pleased with," or is this, "Hey, this is a licensed game. We should be getting more of the pie." I think it's just a straight greed. It, it, most likely a straight greed. <laughs> I just think Square Enix is a terrible company. They're the Japanese Activision. No. They, they want to make all no. the money in the world. Yes, they are. No. What other Japanese company? Capcom. Is, no, Capcom at least tries to make sense with their stuff. No, Capcom is actually listed as a black company to Japanese government. Because if you if you miss a deadline by like 20 minutes, they remote into your PC and wipe it. Like, that is actually on record something that they got sued for. They actually have corporate abuse. What about Konami? Konami's actually listed as one of the nicest companies to work at. They're just dumb. Yes. <laughs> okay. They're just dumb. <laughs> like, apparently, apparently Konami's considered like, yeah, they have a great pension. They have a great everything. They're just dumb. They make, dumb. <laughs> they make stupid decisions. Yeah. They made a movie. Or they're in a movie. Yeah, I heard. Called Pachinko. It's on <laughs> Netflix. That's hilarious. <laughs> Speaking of movies, uh, this is game related. I, I, I saw the Uncharted movie this past weekend. Oh, God. It's actually pretty good. So can I, can, I, can I be quite honest? If it's a pretty good movie, it's a pretty good movie. Does that put it above or below Angelina Jolie's um, Tomb Raider. Tomb Raider sucked. Or wait, above or below the original trilogy of Indiana Jones, because those are all the same movie. <laughs> I don't care what you tell me; they're all the same movie. <laughs> so I have, like, I have to know where do they stack up against others who've done the same plot line? They all involve Nazis. <laughs> well, Uncharted doesn't focus on Nazis. They don't focus on Nazis, but there are Nazis in the game. In the first game, yes. But yeah. The movie doesn't focus on that part of, that part of the story. Fine. 
The new the movie is a very <laughs> by the books like globe trotting action adventure, <laughs> Da Vinci Code with shootouts type thing. So, <laughs> so it's Raiders of the Lost Ark. It's serviceable. Like, <laughs> I, I like I think about that. Like, I love the Uncharted games, but what do you really expect from an Uncharted movie? You just expect stuff that happens in the game. And then you have what you have in, uh, in the movie. Yeah, yeah Nathan's also not a mass, apparently not a mass murderer in the movie. I don't know, man. That last uh, set piece action <laughs> sequence would tell me otherwise. I definitely saw like a whole half country die. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> war crime Jones. Yo's true. Indiana Jones, he's a good, he commits war crimes and gets away with it. My favorite story is, um, I don't remember which movie it was. It's the one where the guy challenges him and does the whole um, sword scene, where he's like he's showing off with the sword, and Indy just shoots. Yeah, because so yeah. that that scene happened because Harrison Ford actually had dysentery. Broke his, he, had, he broke no, he, his rib, and he had dysentery, so he's just not in the mood. So he just pulls his gun out and shoot, like shoots the blank. Yeah, he he totally did that improv, and yeah. they kept it. Yeah, <laughs> that's my Which favorite is little. That's my favorite little tidbit. I love that. Like I'm tired. I'm in pain. <laughs> I can't keep food down. I don't want to do this anymore. We've shot this five times. Uh, speaking of crappy companies, uh, D favorite Activision Blizzard in the news again. This time an Activision Blizzard shareholder is suing Microsoft over the sale of the recent sale uh, that Activision Blizzard was put under. <laughs> Uh, the lawsuit basically outlines an unfair deems that the sale is unfair for a number of reasons. Um, and one of the which lawyers said is that the board is looking to procure for themselves and senior management significant and immediate benefits. I guess. I mean, sure. I mean, yeah. Sell your company, you get a lot of money. Yes, you do. So why would they sell? Why would they sue Microsoft for them getting a lot of money? No, I think he's suing Activision, not Microsoft. Oh, so you're suing Activision because they sold the company to Microsoft? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Sues over Microsoft sale. So oh, yeah. the sale, the idea of the sale, is what he's suing. Not, not Microsoft. I guess. Like I get it, I absolutely. He's still get getting it. paid. He's still getting paid, but I think he's. I think he's objective to it. He's objecting to it because of all the other stuff that has happened that has led to this. Because supposedly it has come out that because of everything that has happened and the report and the lawsuits in California and all this stuff, um, yes, the shareholders decided to just walk up to Microsoft and offer themselves for sale. Feels bad. Not. So I'm sitting here, I'm like, I'm going to laugh if Phil Spencer is just like, yeah, sure, I'll buy you. Gives him no money. He so, probably would. I wouldn't blame him. I wouldn't blame him either. Unceremoniously fire everyone. <laughs> I, I, feel, I totally feel like once everything's done, the acquisition is confirmed, Phil Spencer's just be like, we in the clear? Yeah. Bobby Kotick, GTFO. I want him to do it at E3. I want it to be public. 
<laughs> we fired Bobby Kotick. <laughs> like, I want, like, no ET presentation. Just call Bobby Kotick and be like, hey, Bobby, yeah, you're fired. <laughs> and just walk off. That's the whole That's the whole Microsoft ET presentation. And you know what? They would win ET for that. Doesn't matter what Sony or Nintendo has to show. Nintendo could give us a date for Breath of the Wild 2. It's like, no, that, that wins. <laughs> like, that, that wins right there. Of course. <laughs> Pokemon in the news. Let's talk about something happy. Let's talk about Pokemon. Uh, there's a bunch of announcements dropping this week. There is a new live stream on the, on 27th. the 27th. That's going to happen at 9 a.m. Eastern. Uh, and it's going to be about a 14 minute long presentation <laughs> for Pokemon. What do you think they're going to talk about? Pokemon Sleep. What? Remember they announced Pokemon Sleep all those years ago. I forgot about that. Yeah. Ha-ha. Um, I think it. I think it's two things. I think it has something to do with Pokemon Bank and everything just being like the transfers and everything with the 3DS going down. Well, they said that the they're going to have the Pokemon Banks be yeah. free. Yeah. Once the D shot goes down. But um I think we're probably gonna hear some some There's probably more updates and stuff. For Arceus and everything. I think uh they're gonna give us some uh DLC and stuff. Um Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl. I think maybe something new for those. Uh, I don't well, know. they're gonna give us the origin designs in the game. A free unlockable thing. There's probably some DLC announcement or something. Yeah. Anyway, it's more Pokemon. We all love that, right? Right? Kinda. Yeah. I'm dealing with their uh, TCG rules and features. Have fun with those things. That, that stuff is hilarious <laughs> to me because they're like, yeah, we want each participant three feet apart from each other. They're actually giving you. Yeah, they actually gave me space rules. Let's, let's get a let's take a moment for uh, product placement. some product placement. Guys, if you are down here at the Waypoint Cafe, the Waypoint Cafe does have trading card game products in stock. You may be familiar that we started Friday Night Magic. We also got Pokemon. We got the new Sword and Shield set, Brilliant Stars, here at the Waypoint Cafe. You can pick up these packs and boxes and uh, the whole nine uh, coming to the Waypoint Cafe at 65 Ludlow Street and speak to a member, an employee. And uh, they'll this is a really good set, actually. This set has a lot of nice cards in it. Uh, there are, I know there's a new Chase Alt Art Charizard in it, yeah, that everybody's going for so because they say uh, <laughs> it's Charizard, and then behind him, I think, is Arthur. That's cool, yeah. Now you're making me want to buy this set. <laughs> I hate you, Gino. <laughs> there's also a Chase card, uh, Shaman, which we haven't had in a while. Oh my god, really? Yeah, it's a rainbow Shaman. But like he's like in his awakened form, like guy form. Okay. So yeah. Let's get into some esports news. We got some esports things to go over. There's some funny stuff. I don't know. Should we start with the with the oh, with, stuff let's, first? let's talk about a hundred these because we don't we we don't get enough esports news as it is. But this is really I don't funny. know what happened this week. So a hundred thieves did a really big investment. They got two players from the UK to play with them like a couple of weeks ago. Apparently the visa applications aren't still fully finalized. So they're here on like temp visas still. Yeah. So they played in the tournament in the, uh, the VCT uh, North American challengers and they got bodied like super destroyed. They lost 13 zero twice, twice. So they got eliminated from the tournament. And these two players that they spent a couple of bucks to try to bring over. 
They just dropped them they, that same they day. They just dropped them the same day. Meanwhile, these people came from the UK. So like their visa applications yeah. are not done. So they're about to go back home and it's not gonna matter. Um, there's a couple of things that 100 Thieves has been doing really weird lately. Well, the really messed up part about this um, is the fact that now everyone's sitting here and is like, wait, you could just do that? And it's like, yeah. And it's like, well, clearly they didn't work well. I'm like, they've only been on the team for about three, four weeks, so a month. It's like, oh, clearly it's not working together. I'm like, if if not working together is just not then that's not great. <laughs> um, people are saying that Riot might get involved because this kind of this sends a very very bad message to players being like hey you could be dropped at any time for no reason at all I think they were very upset at performance performance more than anything yeah but let's be honest here it was literally they lost the two rounds within two minutes they posted the tweet that means they made that decision while they were playing. Think if the Yankees did that. Think if any major sports team did that. <laughs> the outcry, just just the outcry, not even from players, but from everyone would just be like, no, that's rude. Like, that's not how you conduct business. Another reason why they're in the uh, the news. Um, they're hosting their own little like amateur tournament called uh, Something of Kings for Valorant. And uh, apparently they hired a 13-year-old to produce the whole thing. So the 13-year-old was producing the first match for 100 Thieves versus Meliorum. Yeah. Like a uh, it's like a own special like scrimmage type thing that yeah. they did on yeah. their own. But they apparently hired a 13-year-old amateur. Who spoke on the phone, told him their age, told him he's never produced anything before, and still went with it. What is going on here? Nade shot. What are you doing? Seriously. I don't understand. Like, this is hilarious to me. Because apparently halfway through the stream, uh, the kid just left. <laughs> And like when I say he was producing, I mean he was also the cameraman for in game. Yeah. Uh 13 years old doing this, and I'm just like, what is happening? There was a wood chipper in the background. So you heard like buzzing sound the entire time. Everyone's like thinking, like, is that our mics? Is there our speakers or anything? Yeah, it's just, it's just been a huge mess. They released these two players. They had the snafu with a 13-year-old for whatever reason. Um, it's, it, what what makes it a little frustrating is I think they recently went public. Like, oh, they they went public. Like, I think you can. When I say recent, I mean like a couple of months ago. So this doesn't look good for them. <laughs> and, and and it's funny because they're such a prominent known brand. In the esports community, you know, like when you think esports, you think 100 Thieves, you think FaZe Clan, you think Cloud Nine, Nine. which has its own LCS issue right now where they just kind of dropped their, they dropped a YouTube video saying, hey, we're done with the, with the coach. Goodbye. Have a nice life. And even the coach was confused. It's like, what? Like the coach was like, yeah, fine. I'm not on the team anymore. And everyone's just kind of also confused. Just like, what is going on? 
We don't know. I think, and I really hate to say this, I'm starting to think that everyone's starting to wake up from the little dream of this is the way to make money. And starting to realize I, that. I, I don't think that it was an easy way. I think what it is is people were like, I can't believe that you can make this much money getting into gaming. So everyone went to go shoot for it. And it became such a craze that the reality of esports was something that was largely ignored. Well, no, that's not where I was going to go with it, but that's also true. Here's the thing. We've had a lot of money thrown into esports. Almost too much money. And now you and before it was just like, hey, yeah, you would get like the off crazy like millionaire who just grinds. Right. But now you have actual business people getting into it. Now actual business people are gonna be like, okay, cool. They're gonna force their way to make sure that everything's sustainable. You can't be posting and just be like, like the fact that ESL one sold for the amount that it sold for is absurd. Is League of Legends still a major esports scene? Yes. Yes. It is second only to this other game that we're about to mention. <laughs> Dota 2. <laughs> Dota 2 uh, had a recent huge update. Huge update. New characters. Super huge. New characters. Called the Primal Beast. A little bit of uh, some reworks. On- kind of sad about that. So I can't make the game last like two and a half hours now. <laughs> So yeah, so we've had a huge update. Um, they added a new uh, hero by the name of Primal Beast. To if you go watch his like thing, he's hilarious in my opinion. He's a big character. He's a huge, literal apex predator, and his alt is he grabs the hero and just slams them, slams them into, into the, the ground. ground. It's a very hilarious <laughs> animation. Um. The now the, the update is also known as the Jungle Bikes Back update. The Jungle Creeps are now um stronger. They actually aggro a bit more now. They have new abilities. So it's like it makes the jungling in the game a bit more risk-reward, kind of, which is great. We've had Team Techies get two new abilities that were reworked. We have Sticky Bomb, and then we have Reactive Taser. Sticky Bomb throws a bomb. It slows you, and then it detonates. Reactive yeah. Taser provides a DAP and then disarms you. The other two attacks, Proximity Mines and Blast Off, are the same. Um, then we have general updates, which are just like, you know, the clean cleaning up and everything. It's basically a long list of patch notes on a lot of things that go into yeah, the game. Yeah, Purge had a six and a... No, I think he broke his record of 10 hours <laughs> discussing the patch notes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we also got some new uh, items and everything. Yeah, so it's a way to keep Dota 2 fresh. Uh, for those of you who think League of Legends, League of Legends is the end all, be all when it comes to MOBA esports, it's not. Dota 2 is still the biggest money to be made in this game. If you are someone who is looking to play competitive gaming and are fans of MOBA, the real money is in Dota 2. I guess that money is in uh, League. Look, I mean, consistent money is in League just because it has a natural popularity. Yeah. Uh, so the Overwatch esports scene did take off. It just happened to be affected by the COVID pandemic. Yeah, uh, COVID pandemic, um, and then all the Activision Blizzard, and then all the Activision Blizzard stuff kind of like put a, a so hurt on it. 
it's funny that you mentioned this. The Overwatch scene is actually coming back this year at, in in person. Yeah. Uh, it starts May fifth. Um, it is running off of Overwatch two, so they are five v five team. Yeah. So it'll be interesting to watch. It'll be interesting to watch because this would be basically be the way. Uh, I mean, and it's not that it didn't die. It's just like it had the initial hype. And then it then kind of made a lot of weird mistakes. And then they wait, they made some weird choices, and it kind of like mellowed out to this like straight level, yeah. uh, which is probably why they were so dead set on making Overwatch two because it's like okay, we need to do something new. Um, but the good news is we're gonna get to see what Overwatch two really does for the game in May, uh, because it's gonna be released for the players on the competitive scene before it comes to us, us or any type of public forum. Uh Coincidentally, the Call of Duty League was also pretty successful. Um, again, the, the timing of the things were right before yeah. the pandemic. So we we don't have like enough data to say whether or not it was successful or a failure. Uh, the popularity is still there. The demand for it is still there. It's just COVID and everything have kind of made everybody give it this other eye on whether or not it's worth it to do these crazy live events or these in-studio things and maybe just keep it like online or mix the the grand finals still pulled i think like two hundred fifty thousand views. yeah like people still watch it yeah um i mean i've talked about a little bit of my own personal esports journey uh because i did try out for the new york team uh some time ago uh with a couple of buddies of mine who are Still professional gamers. They still do their own streaming and stuff like that. Uh, shout outs to Sneaky Beaver. Uh, he's a very he's a partner Twitch streamer now. We both tried to get into uh, Overwatch for the New York team. We obviously didn't make it. Uh, there was an offer for contenders. I turned it down. I didn't feel like contenders was going to be taken care of. And I was right. Yeah, so. for the most part. <laughs> that was more not even on the team. That was more on Activision Blizzard. Yeah. Um, like, so a, lot of the, a lot of the, the especially weird like I can talk about it now because it's like years past. Uh, but especially because of what I read on how contenders was gonna be handled, yeah. I was just like, this is gonna go nowhere. I didn't. I felt like it was gonna go nowhere, and that's exactly what happened. <laughs> um, kind of nuts actually, though. Like how the league is still there, but then it lost all kind of lost all its sponsors. They're basically starting fresh again. Yeah. Oh, I wonder how the Microsoft uh, act, like acquisition. I mean, I'm sure that now that they'll have when and once it's full, because at this point it's still not 100 percent done. Yeah. Uh, but once it's fully implemented and they're gonna have that Microsoft backing in terms of financial stability, yeah. probably be a little bit better. Um, that remains to be seen. We'll find out more when we get closer to May and these events start happening again because we're gonna have the Overwatch League in May. Uh, the Call of Duty League is going to start up again at some point. So we'll see. It remains to be seen. But it's still like a thing. You know, it's not like esports hasn't died. Uh, I think people just realize that like it's a very. F- sen- I'm not going to use the word fragile. I think it's a very sensitive market that it can be volatile based on real world events. You know? Yeah. Um, this is not just people staying at home playing their games. You know, you you got teams, you're trying to fly in people from other countries. It's a whole lot of stuff that, you know, they discovered um, has, you know, effects. Uh, the whole issue of mental health on the players came up to a degree where yeah. 
They were considering having unions for esports. Like, there's a whole lot of stuff that has to go into it. Uh, but the COVID pandemic kind of put a kibosh on that. So a lot of those talks kind of disappeared. I expect them to reignite once we start seeing these events again and then we start seeing the players get into it again and then all these arguments and decisions is just going to come back again. All right. So the Steam Deck is closer to launching. It launches tomorrow, in fact, February 25th. Steam released a whole update to make sure, hey, you want to check if your library is compatible on the Steam Deck? Or what's in your library. Or what's in your library. library can work. You can. Yeah. <laughs> Which is great. Which is good. So Steam Database has been updated. Uh, now you can determine whether or not your game, your Steam library is compatible for the Steam Deck. Again, if you have pre-ordered your Steam Deck, you should be getting an you email should be very getting an soon. email very soon. Um, to take the rest of your money. <laughs> uh, so we we had a little bit of hands-on through a friend of yours prior. Yeah. You're eventually going to have yours. Yep. And when it does come in, we're going to show it off on stream. We're going to be like, hey, look, yeah. here's Steam Deck. I got it. <laughs> and we're gonna put, well, and I'll play God of War on it. And <laughs> God of War is one of the games that I play. I want to play that. I want to play God of War on PC. Like that. <laughs> it's going to be awesome. <laughs> I just yeah I'm just kind of happy that like with the iFixit announcement and everything like I can now replace my battery cheaply so I, I one of the things that. I really love about how Steam is handling this especially Valve yeah um, how just upfront with everything they are like here's how it's gonna work if you need to repair it here's what you gotta do here's your policies. and they're doing the same thing actually with their other hardware so the um, index is now also updated yeah so if something breaks on the index you just go to iFix and get the part for it. <laughs> uh, in other news, uh, Sony revealed the PlayStation VR 2 headset with the new little controllers. It looks cool. Yay. I mean, well, is VR still like a popular thing? It, or is is, that... <laughs> it is, but it's more popular on... <laughs> it's more popular on PC than it is. I applaud Sony for pushing it for console. Where I think VR will take off is when Apple launches their headset. That's so out of here. Which is <laughs> which is sometime this uh, year. Yes. So. So the reason why I love the PSVR, uh, especially as an owner of the original one, it's basically affordable VR. <laughs> yeah, essentially. Um. I'm really interested to see what they do with the PSVR 2 now that it's going to have 4K capability, uh, the better tracing with the, yeah. the new controller update and everything. Uh, I just hope it's compatible with the older games. VR games. It should be. like Compatibility is not really there. The issue becomes um, certain games might just need a few updates or something like that because it might be like, hey, you have this added thing that I don't know how to use. Yeah. That's about it. So like PSVR was... A very fun component. I think the only thing I didn't like, I mean, Sony did market it decently. There were definitely a lot of like hidden gem games that only got announced via the PlayStation blog. That they need it, to stop doing. Which they need to stop doing. I hate so apparently, I found out only on I only because I had to recently add the uh, uh, app that you get blog announcements on the PlayStation blog if you have your notifications on. Yes. Yeah, it's just a thing, and I'm just like, this is, this is a terrible way to announce stuff, but it's also a smart way to announce stuff. I don't think every single person in the world is just gonna download a PlayStation now, like the PlayStation app. Well, I do. 
Yeah, I know you do, but like no one's using this as their their main means of messaging their friends and stuff like that. No, for sure not. Like, like that's what it looks like it's designed to do. Um, I've tried install pre-installing games using it, and it worked. It sometimes it works. It worked, and then I went to go launch uh, King of Fighters on the PlayStation, and then it told me, "Yeah, it's installed." But not really installed. I'm like, <laughs> you gotta be kidding me. Also, compression. Speaking of, I so I bought the game three times. Which game? King of Fighters. Well, I got it on PlayStation. Okay. Xbox. Okay. And PC. Okay. Why do they have three different install sizes? Because reasons. <laughs> it makes no sense. Like, so the Xbox and PC version are pretty similar, right? About thirty-one, and I th- thirty-one on the PC, thirty-six on the Xbox. So I'm like, okay, that's fine. PlayStation version, the 4K version, at least, like the play- PlayStation Five, sixty. Gigs. You want the fancy? You want the fancy one? Because <laughs> it's sixty gigs. Yeah. I don't understand why. I have to check. The PS4 version is 30 gigs or 40 gigs. The PS5 version is 60 gigs. And I'm like, there is no way. Elden Ring on the PS5 is 80 something. (laughs) Yes, there is no way that the install size between the same thing. And I've done a, a comparison in textures and everything. They're all the same texture. So I'm like, what is Sony doing? It's definitely uh it's it has to be something with I brisk gang. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. brisk. It's just it's <laughs> something you need to like I don't understand. Sony needs to get compression technology, like at least hire a compression like programmer. Yeah. It'd be like that. Because like the original um the original size of Barrow Odyssey was 75 gigabytes. Right. And that's the dev size. Mm-hmm. Then they run it through compression and figure out, okay, what can we, what files can we compress so that they just run more efficiently but doesn't overall affect the game? And they got it down to 30. Same thing with Destiny, actually. <laughs> Sony needs to hire a WinZip. <laughs> Basically. <laughs> um... No, this is also my complaint about uh, Destiny because Destiny on my PC was around 85 gigs and I ran a third-party compression. I'll link it in the Discord. It's great if you're on PC because it gave me back on my entire Steam library 1.2 terabytes. That's how much wasted. Volume size. Well, we know Bungie's terrible at compression size. Compression. It took the game from 80-something gigs to 30. I, what? <laughs> but they're all they're also terrible about it because they have to keep vaulting content just to rotate yeah, stuff which is around. Even dumb. <laughs> and it's like, guys, you gotta figure it out somehow. Like like <laughs> compression's not difficult. I feel like it's a lost art now. We got Mars back though. Yeah, Yay. cool. <laughs> <laughs> but I can't do the content I want to do on Mars. <laughs> can't go punch robots in the face. Uh. <laughs> I was just wish like a lot of developers were smarter about. No, you know what I think it is. There is, it's that triangle. 
gonna have something good, you can have something quick, and you can have something cheap. Can't have something all choose to. Choose to? Okay. And everyone just chooses cheap. And what was the other option? You said you want something good, something quick, and something cheap. Yeah, they choose cheap and quick. Okay. That's what it feels like every time. I had a really bad joke about that. Oh my god. But we're a PG thirteen show, so I'm not gonna say it. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. That was a lot of news. It was. Talked about a lot of different games. <laughs> yeah, Elden Ring is gonna take everyone's time. Uh, Elden Ring is gonna take my time. On top of I'm Destiny afraid. 2. That's why I, I didn't get it on the I was afraid of it. <laughs> and then Babylon's Falls next week. I got that. Game should get delayed. I want to play the game. I just I the two games I think that should be delayed are Babylon's Fall and Strangers in Paradise. Nah, Strangers in Paradise needs to come out so we can laugh at it. Yes, that's fair. But at least delay it a month. Nah, nah, nah. I want to laugh. At, I want. I need to laugh in March. <laughs> the only reason why me and Ryan are now like excited for it was because of the recent trailer. Because he's like, yeah, my name is Jack. Jack Garland. I'm like, wait a second. You're supposed to be the bad guy. Wait a minute. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The la- Yes. Yes. The, the main character that you play is the good knight Garland. That's the only reason why I'm excited now. So now, yes, it's a time loop. <laughs> I'm done. I'm done. No more. Which means if I see no more's name on this, I'm never buying another no more game again. Well, he did the character designs. <laughs> he doesn't just do character designs. He didn't do the story. He did any. He did no scenario. That we that we know. That we no, know. No, he didn't. He literally just did the designs. <laughs> I'm gonna blame everybody else because it's done by the team that did Neo. Yeah, we, yeah, but think about the, the time when Neo came out. No. Wait, how old? Wait, how old is Neo again? Like uh, just a few years. <laughs> Why did I think that Neo was an 06 game? It's not. It was like recent, like really recent, like past three years recent. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Never mind. It was a Souls game that missed the point of what a Souls games are. So. So I didn't like the first one. I never played the second one, so I can't speak on the second one. I know I didn't like the first one. <laughs> I'd rather play Sekiro than Neo, and I didn't like Sekiro. There's that. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> no, it's not. It's there's a joke that we call it Sekiro. <laughs> We've called it Sekiro on the podcast. I could go for hours on why Sekiro is not that great. Like, it has good stuff. Um, I will always say that Bloodborne is better, though. Um, actually, no. I mean, now we have Elden Ring, and I think Elden Ring is going to take the cake. <laughs> yeah. But we're going to end the show here. We're going to stop our podcast and be on... Again, with RJ and Joel as they play Great Ace Attorney. Uh, meanwhile, you can check out all of the, vo- the links in the chat there as my son pops them on through. We have our website, 
Check out our social media links, podcast, written content, and more. Definitely check out our Discord if you want to keep the conversation going. <laughs> you can check out our merch as well over at our stream element shop buddy if you want to put in exclamation point A-O-T-Y you can do that for me I like letting my son do it so <laughs> we have our anime of the year video up on our YouTube so you can check that link out there and as always until next time you've been decoded Thank you.